Hey, uh, can you guys find a more interesting subject? What, what would you like? Oh, you uh, son of a useless human waste. <laughs> Coming to you direct from the Dallas Satellite Studios in Dallas, Texas, uh, I am half of the Too Good for Radio podcast with Mike and Molson. I'm the Molson part. Yeah, and I am the Mike part here at the the local studio. Actually, you know what? I'm on I'm on remote location too. Yeah. I'm not actually in the studio where we usually record. Uh, I am at home in the comfort of my own home. So in the Springfield suburbs. Yes, I'm in the burbs, as it were. I'm not <laughs> I'm not quite the national international traveler that the Molson part well, of the Too Good for Radio podcast is. You know, I I I I would challenge you. I don't even think Joe Rogan has a satellite office someplace. No, he just, in, he just sits in one place and we go all over the place. We do. You, you've had multiple. I mean, you've been at an international terminal at O'Hare. You've yeah. been down in Texas. You've been everywhere, man. So take that. Take that other podcasters trying to yeah. keep up with us in our satellite stations. We're trying to keep up on things. And uh, because you come directly to us whenever there is wiener news. Uh, by the way, this wiener brought to you by Nugenics. She'll like it, too. Hopefully, if you take um, Nugenics. And we, we do have quite a bit of ding dong news to start off. It, yeah. You know what? We're going to call it, ladies and gentlemen, a new segment on the program, also uh, known as a sex and poo podcast, the Wiener Roundup. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to it. Let's get to the Wiener yeah. Roundup. We start with a uh, Wiener follow up. If you'll recall, back in May, we were one of the first ones to break the story that the Wienermobile was no more. Yeah, that the, that the Wienermobile was going away and they were renaming it the Frankmobile. We were the first ones to bring it to you. And I think we were the first ones to express absolute outrage at the entire Oscar Mayer Corporation. We were. And the people tune into this podcast, the three of them that do, mm-hmm. they went to change.org, I do believe, started a petition. And now we get the news earlier today. Once again, we're going to break Wiener breaking news here on uh, the Too Good for Radio podcast. The Wienermobile is back. They said, you know what? That oh. Frankmobile stuff, dumb name to begin with. Wienermobile's back in full effect. That's it. Yeah, that's it was so telling in that uh, just piss poor press release that oh, God, they yeah. sent out that, you know, it, I can't remember what their justification was for changing it from Wiener to Frank. Uh, but it they, was they the had new some, it was an homage to their 100 percent beef Franks that had oh. a new that had a new recipe to it. And oh, it was beef Frank. So, right. And no one wanted to go. No one wants to go to the store and be like, hey, the Frank mobiles over at the store. You want to get the kids in and take them, go look at the Frank mobile. No. And, and look, and like all of the double entendre and eighth grade humor aside, it's just it's the wiener mobile. There's it, what else are you going to call it? Correct. You had all the license plates already that said wiener mobile uh-huh. on it. You had to pay all that money to kind of change. I hope they didn't well, pay good. a ton of money to change over the license plates and everything else. Because it's the freaking Wienermobiles. No, the, no one no one knows it as a Frank Mobile. It just was terrible marketing. I'm glad cooler head, heads prevailed. Yes. Speaking of heads, another Wiener Roundup story next. Uh, we're going to take you uh, out to the, the Netherlands where a pattern of solar panels on the roof of a town in the town of Doom. <laughs> what a oh, terrible wow. place to have to live. Yeah has sparked a council investigation Uh-oh. because they spell out the Dutch slang for penis. With their solar panels? Yeah. 
Um, the roof is called a social media stir. A house is buzzed by low-flying helicopters who want to take a photo. Um, <laughs> it's a tourist it, attraction. Now. Hey, check out the penis roof. The owner of the middle house who preferred to remain anonymous was the last to get the panels and says the shape had to be different because of the skylight. The panels had to be placed around it. So it became a U uh, and it spelled out L-U-L, which is Dutch for dick. (laughs) Really? Lull is Dutch for dick. You learn something new every day. L-U-L. Res Peter who lives at number 38 is not happy about the arrangement and asked the housing association of hail your warning. All those if, weird <laughs> Dutch and like Swedish, like every other letter has an umlaut above it. Yes, it does. If it could do something about that, surely, surely all the people installed the panel should have to be more careful. All in all, I am not happy. <laughs> if you if you're installing, this is a installer's dream yeah. to be able to spell out "dick" in installer panels. That's a dream to be had. Uh, all in all, I am not happy, and I don't see the humor. But Patrick over at number forty two is pleased with the impact on his electricity bill, and the occupant of the home that spells out "you" says uh, he would rather the neighborhood be known for the solar panels than criminality. Criminality? <laughs> How do you make that leap? Like, ah, I'd rather be known for this than was there rampant crime there when the Peters neighborhood local council. Meanwhile, has started an investigation. Uh, investigation. <laughs> we have to decide if this is the acceptable or not. Uh, town official Rob Jorg told Jorg. Uh, oh, screw off, Jorg. You don't need a peer. You don't need a pyramid for solar panels, but that does not mean you can just do what you like and just say dick. <laughs> on your roof i think if they don't have any regulations you can just say dick it and just yeah. do whatever you want okay so uh, now now we know how to offend somebody in the in in, yeah, the, lul. in, in dutch land don't be going around showing your lul when you're down there they don't they yeah. don't they don't take kindly to that we've also got an absolute wipeout of wieners <laughs> in, wiener wipeout <laughs> in, uh, remember that video game that was so good Oh, that was such a good one. By the way, this entire Wiener Roundup brought to you by Uncle Wiener, Uncle Wiggly's Wieners. Uh, there was a collision on Interstate 40 in Oklahoma um, after apparently dildos and lubricant were spilled onto the road. The crash occurred on Wednesday when a semi truck collided uh, with a box truck uh, not far from Oklahoma City. The TV station sent a helicopter to capture the wrecked cargo, which was How do you blur all that out. Yeah. I'm sure the sensors love that. Like there's just a bunch of rubber penises on the ground, which evidently uh, was not far from, quote, a major adult product focused distribution hub. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a nice way of saying a big giant lion's den. <laughs> You know, I'm glad we've gotten to the time, the point in society where we're comfortable enough with adult toys that we actually have to have a distribution hub. <laughs> Correct. Their own version of Amazon for just all the dicks that are going out, all the all the dildos and lubricant. Meanwhile, News 9's helicopter pilot and anchor Jim Gardner appeared to hint at the contents of the spillage in an awkward interview uh, <laughs> saying, what was he carrying there? What's all over the road? Uh, well, not, not really. I can't tell. Uh, I can't really tell. It's uh, the good thing that the driver's not injured. Um, 
whatever it is, it's going to take a while to clean up. He, as he reported, why didn't why can't you just say it looks like a bunch of dongs and lube? Yeah. Why can't, why couldn't you say, well, they're not going to go in dry. Let's just say yeah. that it, they got to be, uh, you know how, uh, sometimes we got the slick roads ahead. Well, we have a lot of slick roads with, uh, things that can fill up the, the, uh, the overpasses as God, it were. Could you imagine? You. Yeah. Could you imagine if the lube all got out and just absolutely caused a, a pile up? I was going to say, how do you then call that into your insurance company or a pile on? I don't know what you do with those. <laughs> An orgy of a crash. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just imagine that? Thank God that didn't happen. If you get in a fender bender and you have to call your insurance, what happened? Well, you see, I hit the brakes and I hit the lube. And the next thing you know, I ran over some dildos and slid into the car in front of me. I just totally ass ended them with, with that lube. <laughs> and because we're all 12 years old, uh, the video has been viewed over 3.9 million times uh, just on Twitter alone or X or whatever we're calling it. Of course it was. And that's why we bring you, you the Wiener Roundup here in the Too Good for Radio podcast, because that's what pushes numbers. Yes. When wieners break out, we break in. Yes. And you're not going to hear that on any radio station. No, you're uh, not. No, they're not going to touch that with a 10 foot dong, but we will. <laughs> that's that's what we do here on this <sighs> podcast. Speaking of bodily parts. Yes, you have please. an interesting story about belly buttons and well, not even oh, belly yeah. buttons. Fake belly buttons. This is this is really interesting, and I don't exactly understand the physics or the the visual optical illusion they're trying to create. But apparently, um, a, a popular trend right now with women in China is they are purchasing these sheets of temporary tattoos designed to look like belly buttons, and so they're placed. A few centimeters above the actual belly button, uh, which is then concealed. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you make some little higher rise on the pants. You stick the fake belt for to what? Oh, I end thought it was it? like a wood putty or something that they were trying to patch up with. Um, <laughs> but the, the apparently the the reason is because it makes the torso seem shorter and hence the legs are longer. Uh, you can, I guess you can judge the length of a woman's leg by her belly button placement. These are things I've not really put have into practice. Ever, yeah. Have you ever stopped and uh, stopped dating someone or thought they were unattractive just because you're like, well, the ratio of torso from belly button to leg just <laughs> is off for me. You know what? No. She's, she's really nice and really good looking, but I tell you what, that belly button is just a little too low for me. And so, uh, I'm going to have to bid you adieu. And on, on one hand, it's funny, but it's also, this is sad. I mean, what, you know, you know, of all the things, you know, women have a hard enough time trying to live up to certain expectations. And somehow these poor women in China have gotten it in their heads that their, that their belly button position is making them look like they have stubby legs. <laughs> You're right. I mean, it, it, for women, it's, isn't it Who enough? Whoever said them? that? Whoever said that? Yeah. Did somebody out there say, oh, I don't like, you know, your knees are a little bony and your belly button's in the wrong place. You know, I really would go out with you, but you got stubby legs. So yeah. I'm going to pass you by. I don't, right. I don't like the wrinkles on your elbow. They already have to wear high heels yeah. and they have to put on makeup and they have to shave in places where men don't have to shave. And now all of a sudden, now you got to have a fake belly. And then what happens if you go out and in the throes of passion, you, the the, the, oh, the yeah. one belly button flicks off and you're like, what? <laughs> that wasn't your yeah. real belly button? And you're, you're, oh. 
natural gross belly button shows itself. Oh my I God. I thought I was with a woman with long, luxurious legs. I was going to throw over my shoulders, but you lied to me. They're having trouble keeping up with the demand and social media is flooded with uh, video tutorials on how to use these, uh, these fake tattoos. The result is pretty natural and it looks better than my own belly button. It gave me long legs just like that. No, it didn't. It gave you the illusion of long legs. And I would hope that the, the belly button tattoo would look better than your own belly button. The belly button is not a real attractive thing to begin with, so I would hope the fake tattoo would be better than the real thing. And I'm trying, it's, so it says, the fact that these fake navels are considered more visually pleasing than natural ones is another explanation. Some people consider belly buttons that are round, fat, or protruding out. Who's, who's ever had a fat belly button? I've never I heard mean, that. There's a fat person with a belly button, but I don't know yeah. if you just look and be like, that's one yeah. fat belly button. You've got a fat belly button. <laughs> Everything um, else about you is perfect, but that belly button is just overweight. And I'm looking at a picture of a woman who appears to have two belly buttons, and it, it it's freakish. It's it's like something out of some crazy 1980s sci-fi movie. That's how you know that they're an alien, right? The two belly buttons. Ah, ah. It's, it's very they live, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> do you have one belly button or two? Two. They're an alien. Oh, God, those yeah. poor women. I pull one right in my forehead and just walk around. Oh, that that's what you'd have to do, yeah. right? Or like on my cheek, be like, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. You got a got an extra belly button here. That that that's on me. Some people this, have a third nipple. I have an extra belly button on my face. And let me give you the 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 final line. This isn't just a fake belly button sticker. It's a cheating tool for bidding farewell to my 50-50 body proportion, uh, said another person on the Chinese version of TikTok. Good Lord. I, I, again, these are not things that I would ever have thought needed to change. Uh, and I don't like that they've changed. I don't either. I don't care for that at all. I'll be like, goodbye to regular proportions of 50-50. I want to be 70% leg. I mean, unless you do have a big old fat belly button. Or an Audi. <laughs> Audi. Those are always weird, too. The Audi belly no, button. you really your fat belly button. You, you're Don't fat. You go on a belly button diet, you fat belly button. <laughs> you fatty, fat, fat belly so, button. So stubby. Stupid. I mean, listen to the way. None of that. Those aren't sentences that anyone's ever said. No, Walking they're not. With your big, fat belly button <laughs> bouncing <laughs> around. How dare you? <laughs> What's next? Like a- <laughs> What's next? Because so, so this fake belly button is going to be the norm of just being a little bit higher. Eventually, they're going to put it right in between the boobs, right, and be right. like, "All I am is boobs and then leg yeah. all the way down." <laughs> That's all all men care about, straight from the <laughs> boobs to the legs, That's and a sick. belly button in the middle, a nice skinny petite, <laughs> yeah. perfectly you know what straight a fat belly, belly button <laughs> in the middle of your breast is. How dare you! Your fat belly button. Oh, somebody play this in China so they can understand how stupid this this all is. You might we, be able to stop this. We have had a download or two an uh-huh. accident over in China. So if you're that one person, please yeah. play this to the ladies in your life and let them know Gosh. they don't need the fake belly button. Someone also needs to tell this woman from Michigan that sometimes you just have to let things go. Okay. It's a this woman was rescued after getting stuck in an outhouse. Police said the woman was heard yelling for help and told first responders she had dropped her Apple watch in the toilet. She then lowered herself inside the toilet to retrieve it and could not get out. It's interesting that they refer to it as a toilet. I mean, it's just a hole. 
Yes. It's just a, a just an opening. So she, she went in, what'd she go in head first? She, I, I, they don't say how she got in there. She just dropped the Apple watch and be damned the consequences and said, you know what? I'm going in after it. Is there anything that you own that you would be willing to jump into a pile of whatever the hell is in an outhouse? Not even, not even jump in, just reach into, just get, get, get within a, a couple of feet of it. Oh, dipping no. your hand in there. And well, and, and then here's the other rule of, all right, if, if you're going to do that and you get stuck, that's just where you die. You cannot, you can't no. scream for help. That's embarrassing. It's not only embarrassing, but it's, there's, there's safety issues there. I'm not yeah. going, you know what you're covered in? I'm not helping you out of there. I think you're right. You go, if you yeah. go in, you're not coming back. That's where you live now. Unless, People can bring you food. They can bring you sustenance, but you can't go anywhere because there's not enough soap in the world to clean you off. If, yeah, look, if you can, if you can get in and get out and nobody ever knows uh, good, good on you. But, uh, if you get stuck, you cannot yell for help. No, that's just where you are. You, you just have to wait till the next person comes in and looks down and sees, and you hope <laughs> they look down before things happen. And just hope for the best that they recognize you or notice as a person down in the outhouse. Hey, what time is it? It's uh, time for you to give up on the Apple. And by the way, even if you were to retrieve it, would you ever wear that? Yeah. What have you, what have you retrieved? There's not enough sanitizer or bleach in this (sighs) entire universe for me to ever put that back on my wrist. Come on, lady. If something goes into an outhouse, even a regular toilet. I, I, I'm probably a little bit leery about ever putting that back on or using that in public. I'm probably just chalking that one up and saying, nope, it, even it's just a regular toilet, but definitely not an outhouse. That's and now, sure. and now people know. Oh, that's true. She's poo lady forever. Oh yeah. That, she never stopped being poo lady. She no. has to move. She has to move. She, she has to move and, and put a different belly button on. Cause I'm She's sure she's poo lady with a big old fat belly button. <laughs> That's exactly what she is. Uh, they say, by the way, the way they rescued her was the toilet was removed. So they pulled the entire outhouse right. out and uh, they burned a, it down around her. And a strap was used to hoist the woman out to say she was dripping poop and gross as they pull her out of the outhouse. Oh, now they got to throw the winch away. They got everything. Everything has to go. Yeah, authorities remind people that venturing inside an outhouse toilet is usually not a good idea and warned against it. Quote, if you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. Serious injury may occur. And also you're covered in shit. How, how, what was she doing where she bobbled her watch? How does that happen? Yeah, that's the other thing. What is going on? Was she trying to take a call on the Apple watch? Like, how does that fall off? She must be a violent wiper. Was it like loose? <laughs> and she's just that's going, what it was. She's going to town wiping. She's like, oh, I'm on Maybe this gross. And she she hit the the side and the watch fell off. And the next thing you know, <laughs> she's she's in there with all the crap and everything Ugh, else. Come on. Gross. Um, up next here in the Too Good for Radio podcast, I'm gonna file <laughs> yes, this sir. under mess around and find out, John. Okay. And this is a subject near and dear to our hearts about naming your children. Let me introduce you to Kirsten Drysdale, who is a journalist at the public broadcaster down in Australia. Okay. She gave birth to her third son in July. So she's decided to put to test uh, what names are actually 
unable to be had in Australia. Australia is one of these places that puts restrictions on what you can call your own kid. Correct. There's a registry process and, and everything else. And, and if they reject it, there was uh, rumors that the state or the country of Australia would then, if you don't change it, they'll give them an acceptable name for your kid. <laughs> so she wanted to put this to the test. So she submitted his given name to New South Wales births, deaths, and marriages as, quote, methamphetamine rules. Really? I repeat once again, the child's name would be methamphetamine rules, whatever, Drysdale. We thought, here's her process. She okay. goes, we thought we would submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming it would be rejected. Oh. But it didn't turn out that way. Unfortunately, methamphetamine rules slipped through the cracks. <laughs> I don't think it slipped through the cracks. Yeah. I think the people working there goes, oh, someone's trying to test us. Yeah. Well, guess right. what? Your kid's going to be stuck as methamphetamine rules Drysdale for the rest of their freaking lives. Yep. Yep. Um, the uh, New, uh, New South Wales Birth, Death, and Marriages uh, office said that they had strengthened the registry's process in response to this highly unusual event and be working with the family to change the name. However... <laughs> The spokesperson said that doesn't mean the original name goes away. Right. A name registered at birth remains on the birth, death, and marriages register forever, the spokesperson said, <laughs> even if the name is formally changed. Sure. There's got to be a trace. Drysdale said she had been assigned. Methamphetamine rules goes and breaks, a, you know, robs a bank in the next couple hours. Correct. Um, they said they had been decided between methamphetamine rules and Nang's rule, referring to the Australian slang for nitrous oxide canisters, Natch. used to get a fleeting high, but she decided against Nang's rule in case the approver at the registry didn't know what Nang's were and it was approved. We chose methamphetamine thinking, there's no way that anyone will see that word and think it's okay. Yeah. Said Drysdale added, her husband took some convincing to agree to the experiment, but we were wrong. Uh, she said she was under the impression that if a name was rejected by the registry, they choose one for you. Uh, the spokesperson for the birth, death, and marriage said, we do not choose what name parents give a child. However, the state government's website detailing the rules state if a name for a baby cannot be registered and parents do not provide an alternative, the register may assign a name. So she thought they were just going to take out a red marker, scratch it out. Yep. And from now on, he was going to be Craig. Correct. She thought yeah. that they would be flagged that for certain that someone would see methamphetamine rules as the name of a child and say, yeah, that's that, that can't be the name. But I think they knew what she was up to. Yeah. They realized the ridiculousness of it. And they proved a point of mess around and find out you got methamphetamine rules on your hand for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. Yeah. Um, and, and the kid is going to hate his parents as well. He should. I mean, they're going to change the name they said, but they would not reveal yet what her new, what the baby's new name will be. Uh, in the interim though, my husband said, and this is supposed to be a joke, Johnny. You ready for hilarity to ensue? Okay. My husband said his nickname should be Speedy. But I'm <sighs> sure he will develop his own nickname that's appropriate to his real name and his personality. Can they mandate a divorce in Australia? You people can't be together anymore. You're, you're sure. causing too much trouble. Yeah, I think I'm with you. They, these, these people seem insufferable. Yeah. The Drysdales. Yeah. Oh, well, he's stuck with it. I guess he's speedy. Some... By the way, Drysdale added, he's a very chill child, a beautiful baby boy 
So not anything like a meth user. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's because it's a baby. It's not a prank. It's not a way to make. It's not a whoopee cushion. You're not there to make practical jokes with it. God, these people shouldn't. It's their third kid. The other two should be taken away from them and they should never be able to have another child again. Gosh, I hope the other two are old enough to realize what kind of a mess they're in. Oh, I hope and so. are making plans to escape. <laughs> They're like, can we live with grandma? At oh, least grandma be smart enough to know that methamphetamine rules, even as a joke to see if the system works or not, should not be putting down on the actual register. Good grief. It's insufferable idiots. And finally, yes. wrapping up uh, this edition of Too Good for Radio podcast. Johnny, have you heard of the Hambone Award? <laughs> You mean like when you're slapping your hand on your on your leg? Ham bone, ham bone. Is that what we're talking about? That, that is that cram bone? No, or is that I don't, different? I don't think so. No, you're right. I that's that's ham bone in it. Then what's cram bone from Tom <laughs> and Jerry? I don't, I don't know. Frog in the corner. He did right. Cram bone. Well, we'll figure that out next week. So stick around. There's a little tease yeah. in the biz where we get we tell you what cram bone is. It sounds like it should go in the Wiener Roundup stories. <laughs> um, but no, the the uh, the ham bone award, Johnny. Highlights the most unusual pet insurance claims of the year. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. The Hambone Award, named in honor of a dog that ate an entire holiday ham while stuck in a refrigerator. Ah, hence the name. Now I got you. Highlights the unique situations that pets find themselves in each year and calls on members of the public to vote for the strangest of the bunch. Uh, There are 12 finalists who made full recoveries from their uh, injuries. The winning pet will be awarded the Hambone Award Trophy as well as a gift card and donation in its name to a pet charity chosen by the owner. The second and third place finalists will receive a prize and a charity donation. Voting opens uh, tomorrow, or well, as of the recording of this, tomorrow, September 22nd, and the winners will be announced on September 28th. Okay. Here are just some of the finalists. Let me introduce you to Giles, a New York cat who is closed into a folding couch. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine poor Giles? Yeah. Just just sitting there minding his own business, sunning himself. Next thing you know, flop. Uh, also in the running is Josie, a California dog who ran into a set of metal bleachers while chasing a ball. Oh, ow. So and then the, gonna and get then, that ball. Gonna get that ball. Gonna get that ball. Bam. Dang. Right in the head. I bet that made a hilarious noise. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, because those bleachers and splang. No one can ever recover, and you can't. You can't just fall on a metal bleacher without entire neighborhoods knowing you fell. <laughs> yeah, you drop your coke or something, and it and it makes it sounds like a gunshot. Which, by the way, as an aside, real quick, um, before we get to one of the last finalists for the Hambone Award, there's a situation last Friday night when I was uh, calling the Glenwood football game. After the game, one of the uh, Glenwood players was going to try to be cool and like jump the small fence to get back onto the field, like where the track is. He messed up the timing on the approach and just hit the ground like a ton of bricks. Dude, how many girls saw him? A bunch. Oh, good. Like a bunch of cheerleaders (laughs) were just staring right at him because the reason why he was trying to do it was impressing the ladies. Of course. But instead... Just the utter, like, just embarrassment of just like, and it wasn't just the cheerleaders that he knows. It was the opposing cheerleaders too. (laughs) And so he got it from all, and there were some other players and just other teens around. Yeah. So I feel sorry for that poor guy because it's going to be rough. Well, what's funny is 
And we've all done that. We've all done that crap to try to impress a girl. And in his mind, he thought, I'll do this. It'll look really sweet. But the truth is, even if he had stuck it perfectly, the girls wouldn't have given a damn. There's nothing. What what would you have gained if you got it right? You're right. There's a lose-lose. Yeah. Like, to your point... Even if you stuck the landing of your hardcore hardcore, no no girl's gonna be like, ooh, have you ever seen a man jump a fence like that? I want him to take me to homecoming because he jumps only fence. shin high. Yeah, it's like no, that was a lose lose proposition from the, from the get go. Poor kid. Yeah, and uh, finally yeah. the one other fi- finalist that I have listed here for the Hambone Award. Just go ahead and search Hambone Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's an incognito search just in case. Yeah, um, Sunny. Who is a Labrador who managed to shimmy his crate. So Sonny's in a crate. He shimmies his crate five feet across a room so he could then eat three phone charger cords. <laughs> uh, All that work for that delicious phone cord. And so, the vet had to pull it out. Oh, bite, bite. God, I didn't think about how, how did that. It come out? Which, which way did it come out, do you suppose? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the way that, the, and, and you know who was there waiting for it? The lady in the outhouse. Right. She's like, she's what, like she, I she need to charge, to charge my Apple phone. Yeah. <laughs> Can I use that charger? I don't mind. I dove head first into poop just to get my watch. I don't yeah. mind dog crap on my cord. <laughs> so good luck to Giles and Josie and Sonny. May one of you be the illustrious winner of the Hambone Award 2023. And thus concludes another episode of the Too Good for Radio podcast. And remember, your belly button is not too fat. 